2: Hi, everybody. I'm going to start us out with a high five. And that is that I got to go to Montana with my husband's family. And I love horses, but I don't ride very long, very often. But I did these like giant, giant rides on this amazing huge ranch with his cousins. And I got so saddle sore. Mm-hmm. So, my, and it's been a long time since I've ridden long enough to actually be really sore because, you know, you're, like, gripping, and so that's my high five, is that I rode long enough to be saddle sore, and uh, it's amazing. It looked so pretty, too. Yeah, seriously. And I love that feeling. I love when my muscles are sore. I think it's nice. I do, yeah.
1: too. As well, long as
0: I can, like, walk.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> if it impedes my actual ability to live my life, no. But this is just, like, a nice, like, yeah, just ooh, a nice, I've like, been on a horse. Yep, I like yep. it. My, like, I adapters are sore.
1: So That's I awesome. That. Um, my mine's a facepalm so because of the windstorm that we had a couple weeks ago um we lost some siding on our house and we lost some of our fence which I didn't really think too much about I mean we need to get it fixed but now Emmett is very mobile and so to go out I didn't think about how much I use that fence just because he hasn't really been mobile up until now but um he now knows too that like I don't want him to go in the road like we have established that and so he does he just goes for the road and so it's annoying because if I just go out in my backyard which normally was fine and I could just you know do some gardening do some different things and he would just play it's like all of a sudden he's gone which is oh. frightening oh. <laughs> and anyway so that happened once yesterday where I th- like you know I thought he was like right next to me I could kind of hear him like playing right next to me and then I looked up and I was like oh my gosh, oh, no. where did he go and then I remembered like my fence is gone so that is kind of a facepalm right now we need to get fixed because it really is affecting my way of life
0: <laughs> and that age where they either are pushing boundaries or you just know they're so little, they're just oblivious to where they're going. Yeah. It's like the
1: combo mm-hmm. is totally. so scary. Yeah. yeah. And really that's is. exactly him right now. Yeah, he's 15 months. Yeah, I'm asking you guys, is is it normal for him to be asserting some rebellion this early? He sure was, I feel like, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like, not re- It's not
2: rebellion. It's independence. Independence. Right. He's just testing what his power is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, we were at the park yesterday, and he was... He was trying to figure out how much power he has. Yeah, he just was wandering
1: about, and he saw the other cousins wandering over in the road, and of course, then he started, and the next thing you know, it's like he's forever away anyway. I
2: think that's totally normal.
1: It's just like this little lone wanderer out there. It's like a
2: zombie walk. Yeah, so cute.
0: Okay, I have a high five today, and that is, I just want to give a general high five to podcasts. I have just been loving, I just like that the barrier to entry on making a podcast is nothing. Anyone can do it. And so I think there's so many unique and fun ideas that you can just find, you can find whatever you want to find in a podcast. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. And I wanted to share one that I've been liking and that is the purpose gathering, specifically for any of you who are working. And I know right now a lot of people are also trying to work and teach their kids and be everything. And the Purpose Gathering podcast talks um, a lot about this. Some of their topics that I like are navigating mom guilt, which we all have, work-life boundaries. Um, I just feel like she communicates it really well and gives concrete tips. So I just wanted to share that. Um, But today we are going to be talking about habits. And this is... Okay, so we read the book Atomic Habits and such a game changer, these small daily things that we can do, small daily practices that really, um, when you think about it, make up your whole entire life. I think a lot of the times we set giant goals or not even giant goals, just goals in general, but then we don't break it down into the smaller steps of how we're going to get there. So then six months go by or the next new year Mm -hmm. and we set the exact same goals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At least that's me. It's like every year, the same, same goals. And In Atomic Habits, Habits, James Clear says that, you know, we spend most of our energy, 80% or more, on these big goals. And if we would just focus on these little moves. So Atomic Habits, the, the title comes from the word atomic means small but powerful, basically. And I think we can always think of our habits as... Just little things that move the needle. But then when you look back Mm -hmm. over time, it's like, oh my gosh, I lost 50 pounds. Or I wrote a book. Or I read 100 books or whatever just from implementing these small daily things. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing for me with this book that was so um, such a a wake-up call was, am I just letting life push me through? Or am I being intentional every single day? So I look at my future self, who I want to be. And then each day, am I being intentional? Or am I just being pushed by the clock or the next thing I have to do? Or am I carving out practices that um, add to my future value? So we want to give you guys some concrete tips today um, for creating habits that are Lasting, I think in some ways that we can have cues daily that remind us of our habits. And I think once you fall in love with your system, your daily Mm -hmm. system, then you just, it's like you automatically achieve the goals. Mm -hmm. It's fun to write Mm -hmm. them down, but if you don't have those daily systems, then. Like breaking it
1: down. Yes. Yeah. It totally helps you break it down so that Mm -hmm. you can achieve those big goals.
0: And he says, winners and losers both have the same goals.
2: Yes.
1: Which is kind of and interesting
0: to true.
2: think about, because
0: yeah. if you if you look, yeah, anyone who's you know competing in the Olympics, they want to win a gold medal. Mm-hmm. It, but it's not that goal that makes the winner win; it's the little daily habits. Mm-hmm. So I love that thought.
2: I think our whole entire lives, I and mean, looking back on my life, it is the small things that make up my entire mm-hmm. life. The mm-hmm. big things make up a really small amount. Mm-hmm. The big events, the speaking, the public speaking, the kind of The degrees, when you get the degree, all those things, and they're wonderful. Those big achievements are really cool, but they are such a small percentage. The thing that actually makes up the whole life is all the small things. So something that I took out of this that I love is that when we talk about these small things, the goal is part of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's because we do want to achieve something. Mm -hmm. But that we choose to do small things every single day because that's the life we want to create. The day with those Mm -hmm. steps inside Mm -hmm. of it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's the classic, like, let's enjoy the journey Mm -hmm. concept, which sounds so cliche, Mm -hmm. but that's really what it comes down to. And all of us, I feel like when it comes to identity, when we become the kind of person who I move my body because... I am a person who values my body, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter what kind of workout I'm doing. If I'm training for a marathon, great, I'm training for a marathon. But when the marathon stops, I'm not just gonna stop exercising Mm -hmm. altogether. Mm -hmm. Like some people, that's their love, they keep running. For me, it's I'm gonna try this and I do something totally different. But the idea of taking care of my body lasts through whatever it is that you're doing, Right. right? And I think that chain, that shift from I only work towards a specific thing, I only exercise when I'm working towards a race or I only uh, write when I'm writing for a deadline, Mm -hmm. or do I want to be a person who is writing Mm -hmm. every day because that's who I am, Mm -hmm. then of course output is gonna happen, right? Goals are going to be achieved. If I'm a person who just takes care of my body because that's who I am, I am gonna do those daily things every single day because that's who I am, not because of this one specific outcome I'm going for. Or once I've lost that amount of weight, Right? I mean, like, how often does that happen? Like, I'm going to work, work, work until that number Mm -hmm. has achieved, and then it's just a swing back and forth. But if you're just somebody who takes care of your body, and that's your identity, it totally... For me, that's one of my favorite things about this book, and really about in life, is I feel like if we can just... The small things, changing our frame of mind to small things are what make up our life so choosing to enjoy them because that's who we want to be Mm -hmm. and that's our identity I think is so 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 fabulous instead of end goal and it's growth mindset versus fixed mindset Mm -hmm. I mean there's a kind of a bleed through here overlapping but that was to me just a really
1: beautiful reminder and it totally affects the way I live my entire Mm -hmm. life yeah Mm -hmm. I like the key I feel like the identity versus outcome is so important and it it's exactly what you're saying, it's more intrinsically motivating mm-hmm. when it's that way instead of I'm working out because I want to lose weight, I'm working out because I want to keep I want to take care of my body and mm-hmm. that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Like it's a different thing and mm-hmm. you will be able to keep going and it keeps you motivated rather than for a month and then you're done, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that makes me think of how where you put your you put your time into what you value. So you can have this end goal, but it's really the consistent habits every day that are who you actually are Mm -hmm. so you can say Mm -hmm. you have this goal and you want to be some type of person but if you look at your day and when I ask myself this question it's like okay when I look at what I actually do every day am I putting my time towards what I value Mm -hmm. am I doing the small habits that create the person I want to be or am I saying I want to be healthy and I would like to you know always be able to play with my kids and you know, my body is strong and I want to write a book and I want to, you know, be someone who cooks amazing meals, but then I'm like looking at Instagram all day and not paying attention to my kids or whatever. So, so it's not a guilt thing, but it's looking, where am I putting my time? Because that really shows what I'm valuing. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I think that is just a great first step.
2: Yeah. It's an awareness thing. Yes. Right. Being you aware. Can't be... Mm-hmm intentional if you're not aware exactly Mm -hmm. yes so beautiful yeah this kind of leads us into the concept of identity so I was thinking as I was reading Atomic Habits it kind of reminded me of Eckhart Tolle a little bit Mm -hmm. when we talk about identity because so for example we can identify ourselves as an athlete and that's going to help you do the little things every single day right for sure However, if something ever happens, like for example, you ever get to a point in your life where you can't play the sport that you used to love, or you know, I know people who loved running their whole life, and now like one guy I know, he's 80, and he's like, I miss like my knees, I can't run anymore. It can either be a loss, a huge loss of identity, or James Clear recommends thinking of the things you love the most and then reframing your identity sentences around them and writing them down. And I did this, guys, and it was so powerful. So instead of... I am an athlete. He said, like, an example is, I am mentally tough and love physical challenge. Or he says this happens a lot with CEOs. Uh, Once they're not a CEO anymore, they have this identity crisis. And he's like, so instead of saying who I am is a CEO, it's I am the type of person who builds and creates things. So an example for me, I think as parents, we do this a lot, and Eckhart Tolle talks about this, where we get so identified with the form of being, I am a mother to small children who need me for their life. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, it's important. It's, you feel like you are so needed and sometimes that's a good thing. And sometimes that's a really hard thing. Right. But either way, when I, we identify with that form, it's easy to get wrapped up in it. And then when we lose that form, for example, when our kids grow up or something changes there, or for me, like say being an acrobat, like I love doing acrobat stuff, but if that ever changed and I couldn't do it anymore, Would I be so wrapped up in the loss of my identity or can I reframe that? So for me, with the acrobat stuff, I changed it to I am mentally flexible and enjoy challenging myself and collaborating with others. And I can do that at any stage of my life, really, no matter what my physical state is. And with being a mother, I changed it to I am somebody who enjoys loving others and helping them reach their individual potential. Mm -hmm. And that can be, I can be that kind of person, no matter the age of my children. Mm -hmm. For me, it was this like, like Mm -hmm. I could hear Eckhart Tolle in my head, but I feel like it was like, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So think about what are the things that are your goals and look at your goals, right? Mm -hmm. And look at that identity. And then Try to come up with a sentence that's like, "This is who I want to be. I am a person who does not miss workouts." Mm-hmm. Right? That mm-hmm. that is it. Mm-hmm. So then it doesn't matter what workout you're doing. That's the person you're being. That can kind of go across all forms. And it gets the root of why. Yeah. Yeah, it does get through to why. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's beautiful. Like, why do you want to be an acrobat?
0: Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's not for that exact. Yeah, that's a fun goal, but yeah, it's because you enjoy learning and the challenge. And yeah. Yeah. With others. collaboration. The collaboration. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. That's really cool to think about our identity that way because I think sometimes we do get trapped in those and we set our expectations there, and then and then we get. St- I feel like we really get stuck
2: mm-hmm.
0: because the end. I think that's oftentimes we set these big goals, but then as we go through our life and we're doing the small things. I don't think we always end up exactly where we set our goal, Mm -hmm. to be exactly at the same identity that we maybe Mm -hmm. thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And so if you have the why underneath it, it doesn't really matter what the perfect end goal. It's you're becoming the person that you want
2: to be intrinsically, Mm -hmm. like Caitlin said. Yeah. We as a family have, well, we've been doing it for years, but it's one of my favorite habits we have. And that is at the beginning of each year, we get, each of my kids get a little calendar just with a date for everything of the whole year. So it's just like a little one page. It's, they call them calendars at a glance there. And you're like, you can find them mm -hmm. in your templates Mm -hmm. and your word or your word processing uh, software. But so, it's so easy. I literally print it out. But at the top I write... We actually haven't changed it for years, and we might just keep the same mantra forever, but Mm -hmm. we're open to changing it every year. But it just says at the top, Griffins are learners. Mm -hmm. And then under it, we have our essentials, which my essentials is mostly about learning, right? Mm -hmm. We memorize stuff. We've talked about essentials a ton. We say our memorizing scripture. We say our memorizing poem or historical document. We read books together, right? That's like my kids' essentials. And then I have my own essentials that also is mostly around learning. I mean, I have some physical stuff, exercise, but everything else is learning, right? Mm -hmm. The meditating, it's internal. Mm -hmm. um, It's more discovering there, right? But everything else is reading and writing, that kind of stuff. But the beautiful thing is and you just mark it off every single day you do it. Mm -hmm. So over Mm -hmm. a whole year, you don't have every single day, but it is this process. It's It's all about a process based of, are you doing the little things every single day that are going to add up to the identity you want? Mm -hmm. Which, the cool thing about the mantra Griffins are learners is You can be a learner at any age, right? You don't have to be in school to be a learner. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be young to be a learner. You can literally be a learner when you're 90 years old and you're learning about whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have a bajillion Mm -hmm. things in the world to learn about. And that's one of my favorite, like, habit hacks that I think falls in line so well with Atomic Habits. You get the satisfaction of marking it down. You have the identity that's fluid that can go throughout your entire life. And... You have the little things every day adding up to something really big Mm -hmm. in the end yeah and that isn't even a that isn't even a concrete goal it's just a becoming kind of thing but it feels so cool it's a really process-based little hack so if you like that that idea give it a try it's
1: fun i remember you gave us the like, as our bigger family, too. Like, you gave us those calendars in a couple years ago.
2: fifteen. So we started it five years ago in our own family. Yeah. I and, mean, yeah, I gave it to everybody at that point. And it so was
1: cool. It. And I remember something that I really liked about it and definitely that he talks about in the book is the, the all-or-nothing thing. Like, don't get mm. caught up in, in all-or-nothing. Because I think sometimes it's like, you know, you have a goal that you're going to do whatever mm-hmm. it is, X. You know, I'm going to read mm-hmm. every day. But then you miss a day of reading. And sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, well, like, I missed it. And mm-hmm. it almost feels easy to just stop. But... But I love it that it's like, it doesn't matter if you miss a day, just keep going. And it's the idea that as you look at the calendar, you might've had a few days missing. But overall, if you're just going, I'm the type of person, again, going back to the, I'm the type saying. of person who I do, like, I will keep going. Like mm. I am persistent mm-hmm. in this. And I love that because I think sometimes it's very easy for me to get caught up in the all or nothing thing. It's like, mm-hmm. totally. But when was that ever helpful? It's like, right. you know, yeah. it's like, if you don't brush your teeth for a day, it's like, it's not like you're just I gonna might stop brushing well your teeth, right? Now. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna lose all my teeth now, right? <laughs> so anyway, I just love, I love that idea.
0: So when it comes to habits with kids, um, so Carolyn's kids are a little bit older and we get this question a lot because you want to create that habit of being a person who has habits that they, mm-hmm. you know, do. Do you have any helpful tips for, are you modeling it obviously and then reminding with the, with the essentials and have you seen your older kids
2: latch on to the satisfaction of it? Yeah, I think so. I think, well, they enjoy the marking off. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they've enjoy so much the marking off of the habits that I want in the morning where they can like actually like check, check. I've yeah. done that. Yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah, I, the great thing about I think setting up any kind of, have a tracking system or as we talk about here, like this kind of stacking things. Um, My kids now, the older ones, Mm -hmm. my two younger ones have not grasped this yet, Mm -hmm. but I love it that they have a, we've talked about their, you know, who do you want to be? Because all my kids, they get to choose their instrument and they begin at the age of seven, right? So they choose it and they learn it. And I don't care if they do anything with it for the rest of their life, but I want Mm -hmm. for their brain development, I want them to have that training. So I love it. Yeah, my older kids, they get up, they Play their instrument, and they get it because it's part of their I am developing that music. I for, we haven't even identified that I am a musician because mm-hmm. I don't know if any of them have that as part of their identity goals. Right. But that I am developing that part of my brain because mm-hmm. we're learners, right? Mm-hmm. So they do that and they do their chore, and it's all about like they know every single morning, especially during school. So this is why fall is my favorite time of year, guys. <laughs> I just like um, oh, I just love it. So yeah, by the time I even Starting breakfast with them. They've already done all those things and they feel so much satisfaction for it. It's really cool to see their intrinsic motivation Mm -hmm. that they're not checking. So I actually don't want it to be like a me being like, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? It's them. And obviously if they haven't done it for a few days, I'm going to say something and we'll have a conversation about how how can we make it a little better. But okay, so an example of this that I just want to share that works really, it's working way well with my older kids and even my little guys it's working Mm -hmm. with right now. But it comes from this, like, kind of intrinsic thing, and then we have conversations about it, but I'm not, like, forcing them to do it. I think any time as a parent you can assign the responsibility to them and let them take ownership of something, they're feeling thrilled because Mm -hmm. they have ownership of it. You're feeling thrilled because you're not a badger all the time, right? (laughs) Like, I mean, how many times? Oh, my gosh. Like, for example, putting on shoes. I still have not mastered this. Mm -hmm. I'll ask them to put on their shoes 20 times. You know, I'm like can't I just ask once and it's done you know I'm like why why do we have our shoes on to get up anyway how can we have it stacked yes. I digress so sometimes that's not working but a place where it is working is with reading mm-hmm. at night so I let my kids my thing is we do our we do our bedtime schedule and then they get a read at night and it feels cool to them because I think reading is the best thing. Cause You still pay attention. It's not stimulating enough that you're going to push through Mm -hmm. really tiredness. I say, like, listen to your cues. As soon as your body tells you it's time to go to bed, close your book, right? But um, I was kind of having a hard time. I felt like I was kind of reminding and things like that. So after reading this book, I made sure in every one of their rooms. So this is going along with James Clear's uh, Make It Obvious and Mm -hmm. Make It Easy. Mm -hmm. I got them their little blue light so, you know, if you're into biohacking, blue light, which is artificial light, disrupts our like sleep rhythms. And so um, I have like no blue light reading lamps, and no blue light uh, little night lights for the ones who are scared of the dark. And so I made sure that in each of their rooms, they had those, and then I got their little things, and I got them the extension cords that I've been meaning to buy forever, but I haven't plugged them in, their little reading lamps, and then for my daughters, and my son, I actually put their little reading chart by their bed with a pencil. Like these little things I think are a huge deal Mm because how many times you're like, I want to write down how many minutes I read, but I don't have my pencil. And then their timer is right there. So literally everything is there for their habit. It's there. They can get in bed. Their book's there. Their reading chart's there to write down how many minutes. Their timer's there so they know how long they've read. And then they can just read until they're tired. And it's been amazing because I don't even have to follow up at all. I just Mm -hmm. glance at the reading chart. I'm like, oh, great. Mm They're reading. This is Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. But I'm not having to do anything because of that just little setup at the beginning, the infrastructure of do they have everything they need to do this habit? Mm -hmm. And then it's so cool. I don't have to push. I don't have to do anything. It's just great. So that's an example of a little bit of front-loading the work of just Mm -hmm. making sure what system is there. Mm -hmm. Because how many times have you who have kids in school who you have to track reading minutes? At the end of the week, you're like, I don't know. Did you read half an every day? Well, I don't know. Anyway, so that's a little... So in response to your question, yes. I think if you can make your children set up for success with their habits, having all the things they need, where it is, making it obvious, making it easy, then yes, that intrinsic motivation just happens, which is really, really cool. And when it's not, they're little and they're learning, and we talk about those, and we talk about ways. Can we make this easier? Mm -hmm. Is it not working for you? And, but yeah, letting them own it is so cool. So that's been like a little hack lately. It was a pain point, the figuring out how many minutes have we read, but they just didn't have all the tools they totally. needed. And the no blue light thing is really nice because then they're actually tired. Yes. Totally. Instead of, I mean, screens. The melatonin's going. Yeah. Like yeah. I can push myself way past if I'm watching a movie. Totally. Than I can, if I'm reading a book with my no blue light light, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. really nice. So.
0: That's something you hit on something to, is a little bit of a divergence from habits, but I think with our kids a lot, but this is make it obvious and easy. I think a lot of the times, if you look at your frustrations with your kids in your day, it's clarity. That they're missing. Yes. They don't even know how to do the thing you're wanting them to do. Yeah. Or they might not have the tools or the infrastructure. And if you look at those pain points of like, why is dinner always so chaotic? And perhaps it's that your kids don't know. They don't know the clarity of, you know, this is what we're going to do when we're at the table. And this is the system. And uh, atomic habits, um, that's one of the biggest things in this book with um, creating any sort of habit is the system behind it, making it obvious and easy. And with the reading thing that hit on it, reading, having your kids fall asleep reading if they still have some energy isn't, it sounds so easy. Like you can just say, just read as you fall asleep. But if they can't see or if they have to turn on their big light or they if you want them to track it, they can't keep track of it because they don't have their paper. It's not easy or obvious. So especially for kids, they're not going to do it. Yeah. And I think that's a really great example. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. There are four laws of habit change, and Tara hit on obvious and easy. The next two are attractive and, wow,
2: I'm missing the last one.
0: Satisfying. 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 Mm -hmm. Like, what
2: is the last one? Um, And it's going along with the The science of habit is cue, craving, response, reward. That's how habits work in our brain. It creates like a actual loop that neuroscientists can track. So I like if you think of cue, craving, response, reward, the antidote or the way to actually create a habit then is the cue, make it obvious. The craving, make it attractive because you're not gonna crave something that's not attractive for you. Response, make the response easy and the reward, you got to make it satisfying. Mm-hmm. So I think if you can get those four components, you have the science behind what makes a habit. And then you have that, I don't want to say antidote, but the, the solution the to creating, <laughs> yeah, the way, this yeah. is the way, this is the way um, to actually make that happen. It's a really easy way to remember it. And we yeah. will post in our show notes and on our website, just the list of these mm-hmm. things. And we'll also link the, I'll link my blue light reading lamp and, mm-hmm. All those kinds of things in case you want to just have it be easy speaking of making it easy mm-hmm. if you just want it easy if you're like yeah that resonates mm-hmm. with me then we'll have all the links to anything we talk about there and it's findthemagic.co is our website yeah so going into q
0: making it obvious and we talked a little about bit about this just being aware looking at your current habits and what you have to do every day and what do you do on default and i think that's such a great first step is just to be aware of the things that you are already doing every single day. And what? Because then to me, there when I looked at my day, there were a lot of points where it became obvious where I could put in a habit mm-hmm. or take where, away a habit. Yeah or take away yeah or where I was already doing a habit, but only sometimes. Mm-hmm. but it wasn't obvious. So I didn't realize it and so it wasn't it wasn't a habit fully mm-hmm. because I wasn't doing it every single every
1: single day. Yeah. And can I add to that? Yeah. I think of that um I loved I just loved that idea that like we he kind of talks about like actually do taking an in inventory, how you can write kinda of, like write down your day Mm -hmm. and then putting he says to put like a plus if it's a good habit a negative if it's a if it's a bad habit and a neutral sign like an equal Mm -hmm. if it's neutral
2: with the habit scorecard yeah Mm -hmm.
1: he yeah and so you can actually find that online we'll put it in email and on the show notes but I liked it too because there's a lot of things I think the point of a habit is sometimes we don't even recognize that we're doing it and that is that's kind Mm -hmm. of like the power of them and kind of the crux of them as well is that we we might have habits that we're doing that we have no idea that we're actually doing them mm-hmm. and so it's cool if we can actually harness that power it's it's so it can be mindless if we get to that point mm-hmm. but it's actually making them that way so I really love this because mm-hmm. I went through and I was able to be like okay here's some good things that I do here's some things that I maybe want to stop here's just neutral things mm-hmm. but then we can actually if you just assess it first then it's easy to say like okay mm-hmm. I want to take this out I want to put this in but it starts with coming up with yeah yeah what do, what do I have going on
0: and I th- we think we need we're lacking motivation a lot of times or
1: self-control yes Mm
0: -hmm. but really we just need clarity Mm -hmm. and saying Mm -hmm. i'm doing this but i instead i would like to be doing this writing Mm -hmm. it down planning it out
2: which isn't that a liberating concept when he when he talked about successful people don't have more control or self-discipline than not successful Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. it's simply that they've created their habits in a way that it doesn't take self-control to do all the things we want to do right they've set it up as a habit loop once it's in a habit loop it's easy right mm-hmm. it's it so easy. cool mm-hmm. it's obvious and easy and satisfying and <laughs> attractive. <laughs> attractive and attractive yeah. you know what I mean uh-huh. like and it's true when you get in a mm-hmm. habit of a really good habit it isn't hard anymore you'll still have hard. I'll still have waves like with my miracle morning yeah I'll still have waves specifically if my sleep yeah, I start encroaching on it on both sides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I'll feel it and I have to readjust. Mm-hmm. But if I'm getting the right amount of sleep and I've been doing it, it's not hard. Like I wake up refreshed at five. Mm-hmm. It's right. amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not taking this incredible amount mm-hmm. of self-discipline. And I've yeah. read somewhere, I don't know if you mentioned this in the book, but I know I've read like many, a dozen articles about this, but that the part of our brain that requires self-discipline, it's like a reserve, it's like a muscle. And if you use a lot of it, it like gets worn out throughout the day mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking yes. about yes yeah I and think so, he does talk
0: about that. so this. the more
2: yeah. habit you create you just have more of that reserve left in you because yep. you are going to require it's self automatic yeah mm-hmm. you're going to require self discipline throughout your day but if you can make all the important things as easy as possible then you don't have to, you don't get that fatigue and then mm-hmm. go off the deep end and do something that's really going to be a detriment yeah. to your life, yes. right? Like they're really self-destructive habits. You know, mm-hmm. it can, you can think. avoid those mm-hmm. if you don't have to be using self-discipline in every single second of your day. Yes, totally.
1: Yeah, so some things, um, like with the Making It Obvious, some things that I really loved that James Clear talks about that I have Im- like implemented over the last few weeks since finishing it, Um, he talks about something called habit stacking. And basically what it is, is you have something that, like a regular event that happens every day that you're gonna do no matter what. So it can even be something, it could be a sunrise, it could be a sunset, like it could be those kinds of things. Or for me, um, it's like I have certain things that I do anyway, so I just paired something that I wanna do with it. So that's basically what habit stacking was. So I had a couple of things that I was maybe like 50% good at doing. One of them was taking vitamins. Um, I'm like, sometimes do it. Sometimes I don't. And I do want to do it every day because I'm a person that takes care of my body. Like that's, (laughs) that's my identity. Right. So, um, what I did was like every morning I probably make something kind of different for breakfast, but what I do every morning is I do sit down to eat breakfast. So before sitting down, I would like, and I would say out loud, that's another thing he talks about is like making it obvious sometimes Mm -hmm. can be calling and pointing it out. So even if I'm just by myself or I'm with my baby, I'll say, when I sit down, I say, like, I'm going to take my vitamin. So I know before I sit down, I try to grab my vitamin. But if I've sat down and I haven't grabbed it, then I, like, Mm. get back up and I go do it because that's – I, like, stacked it. Mm I have habit stacked that. Mm -hmm. And it has been – I have done it every day since I've done this. It was, like, that simple Mm -hmm. pairing because it was something that I already did and Mm -hmm. I just paired it with it. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, such an easy – that I think anybody can do and we all have regular events whether it's something externally that happens or something that we do Mm -hmm. another one and you're using
2: I like it that you're using like the script he gives is you say specifically when I sit down for breakfast I will take my vitamin and if it's not specific enough then if you just say after breakfast I'll take my vitamin or before it's not gonna happen mm-hmm. as easily. Exactly. I like that you were very specific. When I sit down, I'm going to take my vitamin. Yes. And because he gives the example of I'm gonna do 10 push-ups before my lunch break. And it wasn't specific enough. Mm-hmm. It was he had to say, when I close my laptop, uh-huh. I will do 10 push-ups. Mm-hmm. And then it actually happened. So I love how specific right. you got there. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. And another one for me was pelvic floor exercises. So we us three have <laughs> talked about this so many times. It's such a low-hanging fruit for me. Like I'm like, it's so easy. I can do them but then it's just, when am I gonna do it? And like, they're kind of boring, and they're right. kind of Yeah, it's like, whatever. Yeah. But, um, but I'm like, I feel like this is gonna just, you know, like it can only be good for me. And so that was actually another thing. I did pair it with, I always sit down for breakfast. So I actually, I do the vitamin, and then I just pair it with it, because it's something easy. But then, I don't always get in the car every day. I just don't go somewhere every day. But it's another thing. So I do it for sure in the morning when I do breakfast, but then if I get in the car to go somewhere, I like think about that. So I've mm-hmm. also paired mm-hmm. that habit that I wanna make And again, this is something that because I have, number one, said when I'm gonna do it, so it's like, I am going to do X when, like when am I gonna do it, and I've like paired it with something, and then just habit stacking those things, I have been 100% on those habits, when before it was kind of like, ah, sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. So habit stacking has actually been a really easy, and I I would actually call it a low-hanging fruit. It's something that we all do. It's just putting in that time to decide what habits am I gonna do and what am I gonna pair it with, and it makes it Mm -hmm. obvious. Can you tell me, because
2: I think I'm going to incorporate this into my life, is it when you first get in the car, do you do like 10
1: kegels, what? No, it's like I get in the car, turn on the car, put on my seatbelt. I think it's like putting, you know what, that's actually probably a really good specific thing because it's more like I put on my seatbelt and I start Mm -hmm. going and then I... I'm just I'm so there. I'm sitting anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm driving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The seatbelt click yeah. is the cue. It's like I've cuz I've done everything else, right? I've like he's yes. in the car, I'm good. So. Yes.
2: My I mentioned this when we were talking with one of the people we interviewed, but it's one of my favorite habits stacking. Every time I go to red light now, I do deep breathing. Ooh. Several deep breaths. I like like that. as deep as I can. I focus on my belly going out, like using my diaphragm. And then, and i don't have, I do at least three, but if it's a really long red light, I might just do three. Or I might do it through the whole red light. But either way, it's the red light is the cue. So yes. I stop with the red light, I start the breathing. Stop signs now, it's really cool, because once you train it, my brain, now when I see a stop sign, I just do one deep breath, like mm-hmm. a one really deep breath. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing, because have you ever noticed, well, those of you who are never late to things probably never feel this, but for me, <laughs> <laughs> who's late? Oftentimes when I'm in the car, I find myself tensing up because I'm like, ah, oh, I'm rushing. And But when I do that, I can feel my whole, I mean, my shoulders go down, mm-hmm. like my heartbeat slows, and I probably should come up with some system to stop with the lateness. But <laughs> with it, anyway, it's a huge, it's really cool. Once I've had the cue now, it's like without fail. I see the stop sign, I take a breath. It's a really cool I'm going to write that down. For I'm my looking. health. So that's my current favorite habit stacking thing that's so easy and it's low-hanging fruit.
0: I also think if you're aware, so you're probably, for a lot of us, if you look at what you do when you stop at a stoplight, it's probably either stress about that it's red Mm -hmm. or look at your phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Also, both not great. Both both (laughs) bad. Both negatives on the, on the habit tracker.
1: Can I add, so with this, if you just do the inverse of any of these laws, you can take away a bad habit. So with that, so if you make it less obvious, so with your phone, it's like if your cue is every time you're at a stoplight, you, t- you pick up your phone. Obviously, to make it less obvious, you could just put, put it your in phone. Diaper bag that would, yeah, mm-hmm. put it away so that you can't just yeah, naturally mm-hmm. grab it. You can't mm-hmm. reach your phone. So right. And you can do that with any habit if it's just your phone in general. Mm-hmm. That's an easy thing. It's like I'm going to set it hard for me to get, so then it's not just an easy thing for me to do that habit.
0: Yeah, I the habit stacking. So <clears throat> when Terilyn brought up breath, I I like to use taking deep breaths when I'm nursing. So any of you nursing mm. a baby, like yeah. it feels like a mini meditation, mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. time.
2: Yeah, and, and then you're also, leaning in physically yes. when you do that deep breath, I feel like it's your, like leaning mm-hmm. together. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so beautiful.
0: And then also. Um, waiting in lines. I've tried to be intentional about not looking at my phone when I'm waiting in line somewhere. Mm. And, and so I try to use that t- uh, not too deep. Cause then people are like, what is, what is that person doing?
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like doing like Ujjayi yoga <gasps> breath.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then also chopping food. Have you guys ever no, done this? Oh no. So I don't really like chopping stuff because it's like really boring and it's a lot of uh-huh. chopping and it's, it's like the tedious. same thing. It really is. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this is a thing that like for, is forcing me to be slow. So I'm just going to enjoy it and use it as a little, I just call it a mini
2: meditation. It's, really to not. it's like three breaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I love that
2: habit. Let's stack call it, yeah. it that.
0: Yeah. Mini meditation. Give
2: yourself the, the yeah. gold star for yeah. <laughs> any of these things. Any mindfulness yeah. is a form of meditation. It's true. Mm-hmm. it's true.
0: Okay. So the next law is craving and that is to make it attractive um, to create a habit or to you can do the inverse, like Kayla was saying, and make it unattractive. This is my probably my favorite because it's really fun. Mm-hmm. If you want to create a habit, give yourself some sort of little natural incentive incentive or reward. So one of my favorites is I, <clears throat> I often work out at home early in the morning or go on some sort of walk. But it's not as great of a workout because I'm the one pushing myself. And I'm easy on myself. Yeah. So when I go to a class, I, f- I do get a better workout and I do like to do that problem. The classes are a lot earlier than you have to wake up for me, at least if I work out at home. Mm-hmm. So I like to give myself some mm-hmm. sort of incentive. And they're usually a full
1: hour, full I mean, hour. You yeah. have to drive I can't somewhere to go, stop.
0: Or, yeah. I have to, I'm obliged to the people around me and the teachers. So my favorite in incentive is to give myself some sort of treat so I like to go get a drink at Starbucks after I go to the gym mm-hmm. you've paired. Sort of, I've paired yes. I've made it attractive and stacked it yeah. so it makes me want to go to the classes I'm like oh if I do I can just then you know, I, get, a then drink I get my treat yeah, yeah
1: totally I mm-hmm. I did the same thing I've done it when I have because running is something it's an I really don't love running, but I want to. I love the idea of it. And it's an easy exercise for me to do. I don't have to go mm-hmm. anywhere. I can yeah. just put on my running shoes outside, and I can Outside, yeah. Yeah, I'm outside. It's good. So, but something I have paired it with either like podcasts or a book that I really am excited mm-hmm. about listening to. Mm-hmm. So I actually did this one, Serial, the first season of Serial. anybody's Serial. I
0: feel like I need to re-listen. Yeah, it was good. So good. It's
1: very interesting. If anybody has listened to it, maybe you know what I'm saying. If you haven't. I'd recommend it. It's interesting. And if, maybe if you want some incentive to run, it was a good one. And it was, I would really look forward to running and I would go for a lot longer than I normally would go mm-hmm. because I was so interested and I really wanted mm-hmm. to listen to cereal mm-hmm. and I do it with other things too, but that was actually a really good example um, for me. And it, but it is I will actually say, if you do do it while you're running, it's, like, a little bit scary sometimes. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, a mystery. You're like, looking behind you, like, yeah. the out. whole time I'd be like, is someone following me? That's but, why you ran so fast. Yes, totally. It, like, made me run faster, <laughs> made me run for longer. So, anyway, so, um, yeah, just making it attractive. I love that you said it. it's kind of the fun part because it's true. You can it make is. any habit be fun. So, like, be creative in it. I yeah.
2: Think yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. I like both of those pairings. Uh-huh. Uh, something that James Clear talks about, another way of pairing is to – make the experience itself pleasant because you have community because we all have such a strong need for connection. If you can pair any habit you want with community, then that is excellent, especially people who inspire you to be better. So some, a place where this has happened for me in my life a ton, um, is with my workouts. I now go to a yoga studio, which I had never gone, gone to till like a year ago. And it's amazing to have a kind of workout first of all it's always he talks about getting into the state of flow which flow state is so cool anyways mm-hmm. but where you're always challenging yourself by at least four percent so it's not like too unaccessible but it's not too easy that's how i feel everything i do at this yoga studio right yoga is totally individual and it's wherever you are but you're just reaching wherever you are you know what i mean you're just improving just a little bit um there's acro and aerials and all those things like i see little bits of improvement so i feel like i'm always at that like four percent place every time, but specifically the thing that I feel like it's paired with, so it's paired with that beautiful flow state which we all enjoy being in, but also paired with community. Like I've never actually felt like a commitment to other people to go and work out. It's pretty much always been I'm running by myself or I'm Mm -hmm. going to a random group fitness class where I don't really know people, I'm just showing Mm -hmm. up. Nobody cares if I'm there or not. But here it's like it actually matters how many people are there, do we have the right amount of people to work on the things we wanna work on, and specifically with the acrobat stuff. And it has been a game changer for me, just the pairing of exercising with community. Mm-hmm. And I know you can find that in any kind of exercise. There's running groups. I have, oh, I had friends in my last neighborhood who had been running for 20 years because they had a group, right? Wow. There was a group cool. of three women and they would go five days a week and it was connection for them, right? And they were responsible to each other because if one person didn't wake up at six, the other person's, it's a huge, right. you know, you're actually accountable. So I think if you can pair a habit that you're wanting with community, it makes it It attractive. It makes it way attractive and it makes, I think it's huge, huge, huge in creating good habits. Mm -hmm. And the alternative to this is making it unattractive. So if you have a a habit that you're trying to stop, we've already talked about making it obvious, you know, you get out of your environment. That self-control thing is all about creating your environment so it's an easy environment, right? Mm -hmm. If that means you're shopping. So for example, this is a good example for me. If I know the kind of food I wanna put into my body, when I shop from home on the internet when I'm full, mm-hmm. right, and I have my list, it is so easy for me to buy the kinds of food I wanna feed my family. Mm-hmm. If I go to the store when I'm hungry, oh, my I'm seat. gonna buy All just a things. bajillion things, right? Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm not opposed yeah. to treats and stuff, but I'm just saying like, you know, I, I do want to make sure I'm getting in lots of fruits and vegetables into what we're eating, and I found that for me, making it easy and obvious, and attractive has to do with planning ordering it mm-hmm. not going when I'm hungry because if I have like 10 things of Oreos in my pantry I'm just gonna eat the Oreos all the time totally. at home right totally. so it's a matter of making our environment easy and obvious mm-hmm. and attractive and for me another way of pairing that is making it attractive is when I make a really yummy meal for my family that makes our bodies feel good We usually stay at the table for longer. So that's actually what I'm pairing it with, right? Mm -hmm. I'm pairing the joy of enjoying wonderful food with the connection that I'm feeling with my Mm -hmm. family. And that's another way of... That's what we're pairing it with, right? And I think it makes it way attractive. That's like part of my motivation for making dinner, right? So we have that connection time. So that's another example of ways to pair. I
0: also think on the making it easy, when you say your environment, I think a lot of us probably have people inside our environment that are either not supporting, like maybe it's a toxic environment with the habits you wanna have, or uh, just not obvious that you're, so if it's your husband or wife or your kids, I think having that clear communication with the people in your environment of the habits that you want can really help make it obvious And because everyone in your household is aware, okay, my mom is doing her morning Mm -hmm. routine right now. Mm -hmm. And they can see that. It makes it so much easier if you have that support in your environment. So I think when you're looking, you're trying to be aware of what habits you want to create, bring your people on board. Because, again, the clarity. If they don't know, Mm -hmm. then they can't really support you in it. Mm -hmm. So um, this is something that Parker and I do is right now with all these with tons of little kids we switch mornings that we mm-hmm. it's just like our morning you can do whatever you want yes. usually it's that we leave to do some sort of workout outside the home um, and once we set that up it made that habit there was accountability because that's my morning so I mm-hmm. want to take advantage of it because mm-hmm. he's sacrificing hit that time for me mm-hmm. to be able to have that time yes. and vice versa. Yes. So it's like the accountability makes it obvious. Um, and it does make it easy because you have someone that you know that's there yes. to watch the kids. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So I think getting your people on board is super important. Mm. Yes. I love that. I like that. Um, along with just making it easy, um, I think, so, yeah, having the environment that's perfect, but also there's certain things. So say Miracle Morning was another thing that I feel like I'm – I do pretty good at, but it's not 100% and I want it to be. So that was like a habit that I want to do. And there's definitely a few things that I have tried to do to make it easier. But one of them is, because before I kind of had all my stuff everywhere. You know, I had, you know, I had my journal in one place and then, and it was, it's in my bedroom. So it's like, I want to take it out because Cameron's sleeping. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, I just wasn't. It was a little bit harder, like the barrier to entry Mm -hmm. to do it made it a little harder because I had to like grab my journal in one place. Then, you know, I read my scriptures, I grab it in another place and then to get my water, like there was just a few Mm -hmm. things that I had to go. And so to make it easier, I just, and again, this sounds so simple, but I just put them all in one place and it's downstairs. So it's not like I have to pull it out of the room and I'm trying to be quiet Mm -hmm. while he's in there. Mm -hmm. It's like, I have it in one place and I know when I go down, I have like my water there, my lamp is set up. So it's not like hard for me to find it. And that has made it easier for me to actually do it and it was something and another thing again with making it the inverse of making it not easy and this is something you both have talked about that but I love like on previous episodes but I'm a very, it's so easy to snooze, you know what I mean, oh, on my alarm, yes, yes. and so to make it not easy, because that was another deterrent for me to do my miracle morning, is I'd just be like, well, I'll just snooze it a couple times, and like <sighs> three times, I go by. and I hate that, because it's like, I'm not even getting good sleep, there's so many things that I hate about snoozing, but I do it, <laughs> so to make it uneasy, I just put it further away, so I would actually have to get out of bed to do it, mm-hmm. and then it's like, it's way more work for me to then get back in bed, so it's mm-hmm. just really helped me, yes. again, with the miracle morning, I made certain things wow. not easy, and I made certain things easier, and it has increased my, like, Mm -hmm. habit of doing Miracle Morning.
2: Well, it's the law of inertia. Once you start moving, it's so much easier. I think my favorite morning hack in, I mean, there's a lot I like, but my favorite morning hack is that I keep my phone in my my bedroom closet. So I have to walk up, go through my bathroom to my closet. And once you're there, it's like, I'm already in the bathroom. Here's my clothes that I set out the night before. My exercise clothes, I'm just going to put them on. Yeah. And I think that is huge. And I just want to add to the miracle morning. bucket. so we have miracle morning buckets. Like, I have, like, a cute basket that has, yeah, everything I need in it. Journal, planner, scriptures, all the stuff I need. And, but the habit is I get up, I'm pairing it with something delightful. So I've already done the make it easy and makes snoozing uneasy, difficult Mm -hmm. by putting my phone far away. Mm -hmm. It's easy because my exercise clothes are already out, right? But then... When I come out to actually do my Miracle Morning, I always, I come out, I start heating up tea, right? And then I take the cup of tea with me to my Miracle Morning. So I'm pairing it with something. Attractive. Yeah, attractive. So tea to me, like I love hot drinks. So like I'm just sitting there sipping this delicious tea and something about that, I mean it takes an extra few minutes, but it's that like you're making it, the bucket's making it easy, the keeping your phone in the other place, making it difficult to snooze and then by pairing it with a delightful tea, it's the attractive. combo is really nice. Mm-hmm. But what I want to say there about kids is my kids actually have their own Miracle Morning buckets. My girls do. My boys are getting old enough where I'm ready for them to create their own. But they also keep their journal and their scriptures. And I give them, like, a little writing prompt to do for their Miracle Morning. But same thing. Kids, if you don't put it all together, they're, like, scrambling around. Wait, where's my pen? Mm-hmm. In Hold the morning, on. I entire... Move my journal. Yeah. And then it just never, ever happens. So that hack that you just said, Caitlin to all mm-hmm. you parents out there, is amazing for kids. And I think it's so cool to have their... And I just found boxes that we like had around, right? Like mm-hmm. one's like a cute shoe box, you yeah. know? Yeah. But they're just everything is there makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And so you're teaching them how to make it easy, the actual action easy. And they don't like tea right now, so they don't feel that <laughs> That's same. That's not attractive for them. It's that. not yeah. attractive. <laughs> but for me, if you like that, pair it with something really attractive. If you love eating an apple, eat an mm-hmm. apple, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like is there something mm-hmm. that just makes you wanting to you know, so good. snuggle yeah. up and do it? Yeah. yeah, totally. I think
0: also it's the concept of act- like, putting yourself into... Okay, so I don't want to say... So James Clare uses there's two ways of going about doing something like you have an end goal um, that you want to do and I think a lot of the times we can say, okay, I want to be the type of person who goes to the gym and works out every day. So... I kind of, you know, get all excited and I sign up for the gym and I buy new gym clothes and I say, you know, I'm going to go do this and I set up with someone to go. And you're doing all the little steps, but then you don't actually ever get to the thing you want to do, which is actually work (laughs) out. And I think that happens so much because we let perfection get in our way. If I'm not going six days a week to the yoga class at 6am every single time for an hour and a half, then I'm just going to not do anything. We let perfection be the enemy of good or doing at all. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just like that motivation of just take the next step, just Mm -hmm. do the next thing or just, you know, if it, if you say you want to work out every single day, I feel like we're using working out a lot. <laughs> we're not really like working out a lot, people. <laughs> That's, That's true. probably why we're using it a lot because it's the hardest one. So bear with our examples.
2: <laughs> and that is in a lot of people's goal realm, right? Exactly. They want to be yes, be able, be able to use their movement. body yes, and working yes. out as a way to get to that yes, point. yes. Because yeah, we're not like fitness uh, well,
1: people. I <laughs> got mine pre-workout.
0: No, but <laughs> but I'm saying this because if if you maybe just look up a little yoga video on YouTube that's seven minutes long. And, and you're taking that action, you can build up to the big goal. But I think a lot of the times we just piddle around and do little things that we that we think are contributing to the end goal instead of just, like, doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Really? Like... Yeah,
2: the preparation. We're caught yes. up in the preparation. Yes. It. Yeah. Yep.
0: Like, I'm going to write a book, so I need to, like, research a jillion, reason, a jillion ways to write a book and publish it, and I'm going to, like, take a million online classes for writing instead of just, like, maybe just write totally. a paragraph every day. And I think Do you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I think it's especially important when it's something that, like, maybe it is hard to just get started, like, yeah. to get totally. going, because I just had this when I was thinking about the habits that I want to start, I've been wanting to do the piano more. That's something that I wanted to pick up. But I've like, I've definitely been like, okay, well, I'm going to have Cameron teach me how to do this. And I don't really even know where to start. So I might, and I've kind of been tiptoeing around it. And that's something that I haven't done. But if I think if I would just say like, I've already made the time that I want to do it. Mm -hmm. So if I would just sit down and start doing it, if I started doing it, it's even just the, mm-hmm. the act of doing it that mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you're in it. So I think so, sometimes, yeah. especially when we're just unmotivated to even get started, mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. it, James Clear, and this is another thing things too, but even just saying, I'm going to do it for two minutes, it gets you into it. Because sometimes yes. if you're having a hard time motivating yourself, when do you ever actually stop after two minutes? So it's like you kind of get into it and then you can keep going. So I think mm-hmm. it's a good, if you're having a hard time motivating yourself, making something feel easy. Just say you're going to do it for two minutes, and sometimes that's enough to kind of get the ball rolling.
2: And give you permission to stop. If you really want to stop after two minutes, you can. Right. In fact, he says you can start any habit you want if you start with two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody can start something for two minutes, and then it does just grow, which yeah. I totally agree with.
0: So the last um, way that you can motivate yourself towards better habits is to have reward or make it satisfying. And we've talked about this um, a little bit. I think the inverse is probably also equally as helpful as to make something unsatisfying. Um, My favorite tip for making something satisfying is to change have to's into I get to do it. It makes it way more satisfying for me. So instead of I have to make dinner, I get to make dinner. I get to create something Um, That my family's going to
1: love or. And brings them together. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like the reason why. um, I had a friend that said, I just love when I have a newborn that I get to just be holding them and caring for them Hmm. all day. And that is like such a a purpose. Hmm. Like I can be sitting and just holding a baby and I get to have that that purpose, just sitting there.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think if
0: you change your mindset to, for cleaning, I get to create an environment where my family feels like happy and comfortable and mm-hmm. guests comes over, mm-hmm. guests come over and it feels um, like a fun place to be. I think just changing that mindset really makes it super satisfying for mm-hmm. me with any habit. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that because I, I, I had never really thought about that before. But it's so true. You're doing the same action. Like, if you're going to do it anyway and it's something that you're going to choose to do, then changing your mindset to saying, I get to do this, Mm -hmm. it's a game changer. Mm -hmm. I love that. That is
2: really satisfying. And that kind of goes along with being mindful, the baby example. Mm -hmm. Even when it comes to the food I put inside my body – It is satisfying when I eat it and I check in with my body and I'm like, oh, my body feels so good. Like Mm -hmm. when I eat sushi, Mm -hmm. I just love it. Mm
1: -hmm. It is refreshing. Mm -hmm. But there are other Mm -hmm. things when I
2: eat them that is still fine, but after I'm like, "Mm, that wasn't very unsatisfying. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was unsatisfying. Mm -hmm. And I think just being mindful, you automatically get great satisfying cues for the things that are wonderful for you and unsatisfying cues for things that aren't if you're truly mindful about it Mm -hmm. most addictions feel good in the moment but when you check them with yourself after you're like "Mm." Mm -hmm. like very few people i know who have addictions who have destroyed parts of their life when they talk about it they're like i didn't feel great once it was done or once the high wore off or any of those things so if you're mindful of what happens after then you'll be like oh this isn't a reward it's like a it's very unsatisfying and just tapping into that I think can be huge for so mindfulness in itself is beautiful there's like a satisfying thing mm-hmm. built into mindfulness totally.
0: I think a lot of bad habits do feel good bad habits yeah, yeah. I don't want it but yeah. you know what I mean something that you yeah. don't want to do does often feel good in the moment yeah like sitting and watching Netflix instead of going yeah. to a workout, or eating a donut instead of uh green
1: smoothie in the morning, scrolling through your phone is, right. it's like numbing and it kind of gives right. you a second. But then when you look back, you're like, oh, you're just like, oh it's easy yeah. and attractive. Yes. During. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So, but after you rarely feel satisfied. Exactly. Right. So if you can check mm-hmm. into that satisfied feeling, like, am I satisfied? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. Right. I'm rarely satisfied when I do any of those things. Yes, yeah. Exactly.
1: I think an excellent tool that, uh, James Claire mentions in the book that I found super effective for helping make something satisfying and Maybe it's part of my personality, but I think it probably applies to most people, is habit tracking, which is just simply tracking mm-hmm. the when you off. did it. Mm-hmm. And I did do this with, again, I had five habits that I really wanted to do well. And I did, I just put in my planner each day, I put a check mark for, did I do my vitamins? Did I do my miracle morning? Did I drink my water? Like, did I do these different things that I wanted to do? So I have five things. And then at the end of the day, or even throughout the day, I could check them off mm-hmm. and simply having... Even just writing them down without even checking them off, I think about it because I know I'm going to track it, like I'm tracking it. Mm -hmm. And it does make it satisfying to be able to check off and be like, I did those five things today. It feels so good, and it totally makes it Mm -hmm. satisfying. Um, And something that this maybe sounds a little bit, I don't know, it sounds kind of crazy, but he, um, he gave an example of a guy who, like, To make sales calls he put paper clips from one jar into another Mm -hmm. like each call he did he would put paper clips and then he would only stop once the one jar was totally empty and the other jar was full and so i actually did that for drinking water i have this goal i have a cup of water like a jug of water that i was like if i drink this three times i will have reached my water drinking goal for the day because before it was kind of like i never knew how much water i was drinking i sometimes get headaches and i don't know if that's why and so it was something that it was like i sometimes try it i sometimes don't But I have plants, so what I've done, my own way of tracking it, that has made it satisfying for me, is I have, they're on my, like in front of my kitchen sink, so I'm kind of in that area all the time, and I put them all to one side, and then as soon as I finish a jug of water, I move a plant to the other side. So you have three plants? I have more than three. So oh. if I drink more than three, okay. great. But well, yeah. they're, they all start on one side. And then as I drink a jug, I just move a plant over, which maybe sounds kind of weird. I just imagine weird. like a video of you in the middle of the day just like drinking moving your plants. <laughs> but I kind of like it. No, because it's a visual representation. It's a visual yeah. representation and it helps me yeah. remember it because I'm like, oh, there's no, oh, plants no plants over there. Like I'm like, and it's three o'clock. What's happened? So it's good because I actually am tracking it and it's a very visual thing. I see it. It's in my main area all the time. Even if I've left for the day, like, I can come back and be like, oh, yeah, like, I can move it. Mm -hmm. And it actually has been so helpful for me, and it's helped me track it, and it has made it satisfying. So Mm -hmm. I think that anybody, you can kind of make it into any visual representation Mm -hmm. that you want Mm -hmm. for whatever goal you're wanting to do. But Mm -hmm. that has made water drinking a habit for me over the last couple weeks.
2: That's Uh. so cool. The science behind this, I think, is fascinating. Uh, James Clear goes into the science that we are using brains that have been around for a long time. But for our ancestors, uh, immediate gratification generally helped you survive, right? If you see fruit on a tree, you should probably pick it and eat it so you have enough calories to get through the day. Um, even like, all I mean, all sorts of things that you make an immediate reaction and usually the things that felt good were the things that kept you alive, mm-hmm. right? But we live in a time now where we have way food abundance, right? Mm. And we live in a time now where we have things that can artificially keep our intel i mean our attention like our technology and what does he call it oh he calls it something like they're like super stimulus like mm-hmm. we're living in a world yeah. that our brains were not create like right our brains have only been living in this kind of world very recently but we're still using the same brains that our ancestors used mm-hmm. they were programmed for immediate gratification actually keeps you alive mm-hmm. now most things that are immediately gratifying are not good for us in the long term if we just go with what our like Instincts are calling for sometimes that isn't going to go well for us. So the idea is by we're kind of choosing to take control of our own habits when we choose to make things satisfying that are good in the long run. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes drinking water isn't like the most like, oh my goodness, I'm craving this and it's so attractive. Mm -hmm. Right. We can do things to make it more attractive and make it more easy and make it more obvious. We can do things to create that. But then for you, the moving the plants over is making something that normally wouldn't be super satisfying, satisfying. Much more satisfying. So we're using, we're tapping into that part of our brain that, and we're using it to actually create delayed gratification where we we do something that's for our future self. Like he, and again, going back to the working out, he's like, nobody works out one time, and they're like, great, I feel so awesome.
0: It In fact, you usually feel kind yeah. of not that great. It <laughs> isn't
2: until after months that you're like, oh my goodness, I can actually, I'm stronger. I have I just, more energy. I just chased my kid and didn't get tired. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I'm sleeping better at night. Those things take some time to develop. So if you can do little things to make them satisfying now, kind of artificially, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, it's kind of like you're hacking the system. Right. Using your brain's natural feedback that really, we weren't really our brains aren't programmed for Mm -hmm. but I think yeah tracking and having a visual representation of some kind of movement is really satisfying for Mm -hmm. us so it's kind of cool science I think to be aware of so that you can use it for your advantage
0: totally and I think you could use when you're talking about now I can keep up with my kid it makes me think about if you have a gratitude practice Mm. I think that would be a really cool way to look back and say oh these habits have built on themselves, and I've come full circle to the why, like my identity, mm. the why. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when I write things I'm grateful for, I don't think I give enough credit to the things I'm doing daily Ooh. to get there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that makes it satisfying. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my. Yeah. Yes. So I So I don't know if we would all notice, oh, I just ran with my kid way further because I've been doing my daily habit of my seven-minute workout, uh-huh. unless... At least I wouldn't probably, yeah. unless I took time to, to reflect. reflect.
2: Yeah, so, which goes back to one of I'm our things we always talk about: solitude, yeah. stillness, reflection.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I love that. that. Add that in. All right, guys. Well, it's so fun to talk about habits today. I want to hear all of your habit hacks back because yeah, I feel too. like yeah. I love hearing stuff like that that people do where it's like, "Oh my gosh, that's so easy!" Yeah, yeah yes. it'll change our life. I
2: can
1: totally implement that. Yeah. Yes. So. And um, we make each other better that way. Like the exactly. breathing
0: thing, I didn't make that
2: up. I had a friend yeah. tell me that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's cool. yeah, totally. So we'll do a call for those habit hacks when this episode comes out. All right, guys, let's find the magic.
1: If you like what you heard today, please share this with a friend or loved one. This means so much to us, and it helps the podcast continue to grow. And if this podcast has meant something to you, there are three things that you can do right now that will help us immensely. The first is to subscribe or follow us. And you can do that by going to our page, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then if you tap on the upper right-hand corner, there is usually a plus sign or a subscribe button. And just go ahead and tap that, and that will allow you to subscribe or follow us, which what this does is make sure that you never miss an episode, and it really helps us at Find the Magic. The second thing you do is share it with a friend. So if you like what you heard, um, send it to somebody or post it on social media. This does a ton to help our podcast continue to grow and for us to be able to make more episodes. And lastly, um, if you've enjoyed being here with us on Find the Magic, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review. Um, we read every single one of those reviews and we appreciate them so much. And we want you guys to know that we feel that you, our listeners are our friends and we're so grateful. Thank you so much for sticking with us on this journey. We have loved it. So let's find the magic together.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Brown cows. (laughs)